0: Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Taylor, and I'm the student pastor at LNBC, and you're about to listen to another episode in the series called Confined Contemplation. This is a series that I started at the beginning of the COVID-19 quarantine in order to provide some thoughts and also some space for your thoughts. So the episodes give a few introductory comments by me, and then I read a psalm or a passage of scripture, provide some time for you as a listener to contemplate the words and hopefully pray those words, and then we wrap it up with a song of response. So I hope it encourages you today and that you enjoy this episode. So the last few weeks, I gave some basic ways to reorient our perspective at this time so that we can love people well in this difficult season. And I want to continue that line of thinking, but go about it by first providing something of a confession. Okay. Yes, I need to confess something (laughs) that this time of quarantine has been doing something to me. Honestly, I think We could all confess that. But maybe you don't realize that this is doing something to you. We are all being changed constantly, and we would be naive to think that this sort of event has not been changing us. The question is, how is it changing us? How is it shaping us? Have you taken time to consider how this season has been shaping you? It's an important practice just to pause stop and look back on your experience and discern what is God up to. You know throughout your church history, there's actually a prayer practice that emphasizes this. It's called the examine. I won't go into the details of all this practice, but basically it's a practical way for us to look back on our experience, to see how God's God was present in our experience, where we can then discern our thoughts, our feelings, and actions and then pray, with a look towards the future. And if you're interested, I've actually put a link to the instructions for this prayer practice in in the description. But I've done the exam a few times over quarantine, and one thing early in my quarantine experience that I discerned regarded my compassion. And I just have to confess, for me, this time has deadened my compassion towards other people. Uh, This may not be the case for you, and praise God for the fact that we have countless examples of people exercising compassion towards others at this time. You know, I just used a clip uh, from an interview last week that talked about just that, how this time has actually mobilized what we can call the collective we, and ironically, uh, bring us together to help one another at this time. But there's another side to that, and that has been a real experience for me. Early on in quarantine, I found myself more irritable, more short-tempered, more frustrated by interruptions, more prone to get into arguments. Uh, That's just what was welling up inside my soul. And I think that I just let this environment of isolation from others conform me into a person of less, less compassion. You see, when our community becomes disincarnated, completely digitized. Then it also becomes selective and preferential, meaning it's less and less occupied by people that are different than us or other than us, and it becomes more occupied by people that look, sound, think, speak, and act just like us. And when this happens, our capacity for growth in compassion, I believe, is limited. Because we see no stranger, we, see, we hear no other, we find ourselves locked inside these algorithmic echo chambers of social media, and the world just shrinks in the scope of self-centered filters. So the reality is that our environment shapes us, and I believe that our current one will conform us into less compassionate people without us even realizing it if we are just unintentionally coasting through life. Which for me, I think when we were just in this purely reactive mode of quarantine, especially early on, that can just creep up on our souls. And uh, luckily, I think through the examine and seeing that happening in me, we're able to correct it because that, that's the good news. The good news is that we're equipped to embrace an intentional transformation into the image of Christ, the ultimate God-man of compassion, And Romans 12 opens with that statement. Uh, Paul writes, "Um, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So Paul puts forth two Lanes of change. You're either going to be conformed into your environment or you're going to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So, how are we being formed today? Are we intentionally being transformed into the image of Christ or are we being conformed to the patterns of our environment? That is the daily challenge for each and every one of us. So, let's actively surrender to the Spirit's work in our lives today to become more like Jesus. And I can think of no better way to do that than by contemplating the words of Paul in Colossians 3. So we're going to read Colossians 3, 1-17 through 17, twice, and I'll give some room in the middle for you to pray and contemplate this calling for us today. So we will first read from the ESV version. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, for Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth? Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all in all. Put on then, As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another, and, if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord is forgiving you, so you must also forgive. And above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Thank you. Colossians 3, verses 1-17 through 17 in The Message. So, if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up. And be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from His perspective. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too. The real you. The glorious you. Meanwhile, content with obscurity like christ and that means killing off everything connected with that way of death sexual promiscuity impurity lust doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy that's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by god it's because of this kind of thing that god is about to explode in anger it wasn't long ago that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better. But you know better now. So make sure it's all gone for good. Bad temper, irritability, meanness, profanity, dirty talk. Don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the Creator with His label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. Words like Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and irreligious, insider and outsider, uncivilized and uncouth, slave and free, mean nothing. From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. So. Chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, be even tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the Master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all purpose garment. Never be without it. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and step with each other. None of this going off and do your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives words actions whatever be done in the name of the master jesus thanking god the father every step of the way Colossians 3 is one of those great passages, a lot like Romans 8, that you can just, you just camp out in those passages and be ministered to, and uh, also challenged, right? But in all of this, it's really a call to living the new life in Christ. I love how Eugene Peterson phrased it in, in the message. He says, if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. If you're serious about this, then act like it. And this is a new life. It's a new identity that you've been given in Christ. And that's what we're all called to. You know, Paul in Philippians 1 says, live in a manner worthy of the gospel. And what's so interesting about that is we get to rest in the identity we've been given in the gospel. But then we're also called to live in a manner worthy of that. Not by our own strength. Thank God. But by the Spirit of God, he's put in us to strengthen us and equip us for every good work, which is a part of being made more and more like Jesus. So that's the call for today. I'd love to play this song as a song of reflection for us as we meditate once again on just being made more and more like Jesus this day. Love is celebrating joy in every life. Love protects. Love relieves. Love is persevering in each other. Strength to say the word.